Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. It's episode 61. I am answering all of your questions about moving from the crib to the big kid bed. And I'm even having my husband, Chad, help me out in a rapid style Q&A because I surveyed you guys on Instagram and I asked, what kind of questions do you have? We took all of those questions and came up with this episode to be able to give you the most insight and the most help on how to make this pretty big transition. Now, before we get into it, I want to read a review from a family that I recently worked with. I chose this review because we had a lot of success getting her two and a half year old son back into a crib. And that may shock so many people, but guess what? Because of that, we were actually able to see success. So here's what Laura had to say. Becca has been an answer to prayer for us. Our two and a half year old went through some major sleep regression when he dropped his nap. We were all at a loss as to what to do. He was exhausted all day long. Wait, we all were exhausted. He was waking multiple times a night, not staying in bed, getting up super early. We bought the toddler e-coaching and added some extra support when we realized we needed help. It's still a work in progress, but we have made so much progress. Our son is staying in bed, sleeping 11 hours a night, and self-soothing when he wakes. Not only did we gain some of our sanity, but our son is so much happier since he learned to sleep. We have learned so many strategies to implement and are looking forward to using Becca's newborn course with baby number two this summer. Y'all, I chose that review to read because Laura and I recently had our one-month catch-up chat, and we celebrated the fact that they just went on vacation, and their toddler is still sleeping phenomenal. So I'm so thankful for Laura and your family and entrusting me with your son's sleep. All right, let's get in to the questions. Chad's going to help me out. Let's go. All right, the first question is from at Laura D. Crawford, and she asks, what is the best age to transition from crib to bed? Does it vary with each kid? Yes, it can vary by each kid, age to age, all the differences, because as another mom has asked within these questions, she said at 18 months they transitioned, and sometimes, yes, you will hear about people who transition way young. And if your little one is under three years old, sleeping in their open bed 11 to 12 hours all night long without a fight, then you do you and don't worry about it. But majority of the people who come to me and who listen to this podcast, they want to either prevent the wakings or they want to be able to solve the wakings. And so if you have a kiddo who's under three years old, keep them in a crib. At Ashley Petrelli asks, how firm or soft of a mattress for a toddler? Well, this is, it's kind of hard because I don't know the firmness and softness of like every single bed. And actually I wanted to tie in another question that someone asked recently about a memory foam mattress. And someone said, I already have a memory foam mattress. Can I just use that? Honestly, yes. At this three-year-old age, if you already have an extra bed, you might as well just save some money and just use that. I really don't think there's any magic to saying that you should have a super firm bed or a super soft bed. We're not concerned about the firmness of the mattress because we're out of that baby stage where we're really looking for, especially 12 months and under, a very firm mattress for baby. So now, yes, let's get them comfortable. Let's get them cozy. And I would always do the you test. You lay on it. What do you think? Would you want to sleep there all night long? Is it comfortable? Then make that call. All right. I think I know how you're going to answer this next one. But at <laughs> BH Burns asks, if we are planning on putting the mattress on the floor, do you recommend bed rails too? 
you were, you know how I'm going to answer this question because <laughs> you asked me this question, um, which, you know, I understand the idea and the thought is, you know, it's a little kid. Why do they need a big bed? And it's easy to get in and out of. Therefore, let's just put the mattress on the floor. Well, that exact statement is exactly why you shouldn't have the mattress on the floor. This is actually like a Montessori bed is a mattress on the floor, essentially. So I don't want you to have the mattress set up on the floor because it is an invitation for your child to easily get in and out whenever they please. However, if you remember, Chad, when we first set up that mattress up in their room, our oldest said, oh, look, it's so easy for Hattie to get in and out of her bed. It was like, bingo, that's why. So please, 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 by all means, just get a $40 frame and plop that mattress up, set it up, because we want to be able to actually have the right setup for your child. And even if it's just a foot off the ground, it gives that separation. So it's less of an invitation to go play with all the fun things around the room. We don't use bed rails. And it's just because I don't want to buy them, <laughs> clearly. Um, I actually, I'll give you a little hack. We used a pool noodle with my first daughter. We didn't use it this go around with our second. She's a lot less, I was thinking about this last night. She is a lot less active in the bed. I feel like our oldest was like bouncing all around. So we didn't use crib rails or this pool noodle with our second, but with our first, we put a pool noodle on the side, like under the fitted mattress no under the fitted sheet on the mattress so that it kind of kept her in a little bit more um well, if you want to do and the beds are are low enough to yeah, the ground where yeah. it's not an issue in fact the, the beds that we use for our girls have two different height settings and we have it on the lowest setting so right. if i think we only had one issue ever <laughs> where she just thumped rolled out of bed for some reason but she was so low to the ground i don't even think it woke her up <laughs> yeah no it was like you went up there and like put her back in bed. So we we don't personally use bed rails. Um, I would just put the bed on the lowest setting. So it's a little bit easier for your kid to get in and out of. At KK Holiday asks, how do you get them to stay in bed without having to lay with them? Good question. And I bet you know how I'm going to answer this because it gets back to the foundations. If your kid is expecting you to lay with them every single night already, well, then you have to train them. We have to teach them the expectations of how to stay in your bed. If you're making this transition at three years old to go from crib to an open bed and you're not already laying with them, then they're not going to expect that. But if they already expect you to help them fall asleep anyways, then they're going to want that when you move them to the big bed. So if the question is, you're currently sleeping with your kid and how can you stop doing that? Then that's let's connect. Let's get some support in place. Let's get a plan in place because we don't have to be laying with our kids every night to go to sleep. I was actually talking to some friends last night. They said their three and four year olds actually ask mom and dad to like get out of the bed. Like they lean over and say good night. And they were like, yeah, they just say get out. Now I kind of wish our oldest would do this because she like latches on for dear life. Like stay with me, stay with me. And I'm like, no, we've never done that. Goodbye. Um, but it really gets back to the foundation. If your kid is expecting you to help them get to sleep, then we need to sleep train. We need to fix things. But if your child knows how to sleep independently, it's not like they go to the big bed and all of a sudden they magically expect you to help them. No, it's the same expectations. All right. Next question is from at Brie Rask. How do you handle the duvet covers not staying right? <laughs> if you could see our own bed right now, how long do you think it's been? The duvet has been off of the duvet cover for months. It's a, it's a common problem. <laughs> because then I keep washing it and I don't put it back on. <laughs> That's my own problem. 
I would say you make sure you've tied them at the bottoms and make sure they're all situated the right way. But if you if you're already worried about that, then don't go the duvet route. I just happen to like duvets and duvet covers especially when I set them up properly. Um, so I would just make sure you've secured them, like double knotted them on the corners and made sure that it's all fitted nice and tight. And then obviously if you're frustrated by the duvet, don't buy a duvet, but maybe be like us and just lay the duvet cover on top of your duvet. But but we understand the problem. Um, at Katie Karadman Photography, hope I said that right. Why did you choose a full size bed? I think I was just trying to think. I think we chose the full size for our oldest because she was like all over the place in her bed. She was a little bit more like all over the place sleeper. Our youngest is more like she stays in one spot. Yeah, I think it was more we didn't want to pay for another bed later. We just oh, yeah, wanted, we just right. wanted yeah, to yeah. get a, a yeah. good size bed that she could use. And like I said, it comes with two different height settings. So as she gets older, we can just raise it up off the floor a little bit more. But we shouldn't have to get her another bed for a while. Yeah, that was true. And then the room is pretty big. Somebody actually commented on this on Instagram today. They said, your girl's room is huge. It's the third floor of our townhome, and it's a huge room, um, and which is awesome. But they have their own little bathroom up there, too, which is a great space area for them. But it really is. It was conducive. It was like we could fit two folds in there and have plenty of room to walk around in. So there are spatial concerns uh, with that, uh, if we ever downsized or if we ever moved to a place that had smaller rooms, that would not have been feasible. So it worked right. for us in the yeah. room that we had. Uh, realistically, we could have gotten away with the twin. Yeah, which actually goes into nobody asked this question, probably because they knew on Instagram what I what, what I would say. I don't want you to get don't mess around with that whole toddler bed thing. So that kind of gets into the um, similar vein of the mattress on the floor. It's actually way easier for your kid and and um, not even just easier, but more inviting really for your kid to be getting out of the crib that now has the one of the sides down, right? Like you converted it to a toddler bed, which I actually bought that Jenny Lynn crib with the sense in the beginning before I knew and before I had experience of, oh, well, great. We'll just use this as eventually the the toddler bed. Um, no, I actually would rather you set up a real big bed for them. So my suggestion is to skip that whole toddler bed nonsense because you're going to have to make the change anyways and just go straight to a twin or a full. Um, somebody even asked, could I have a queen because we already have a queen in our house? Sure, that's fine. So yeah. At A Fairbanks, asks my child is 35 inches tall crib says that is the max height do you think i should switch the child will be three in january well first of all at a fairbanks i want to applaud you for reading the instruction manual of your crib i think yeah. that's phenomenal that you know that stat <laughs> that's awesome. and that you are trying to fall in line so what do you do about the age yeah you 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 are impressed with that chad chad's a rule follower in case you wanted to know um that's that's three feet tall, 30, about 36 inches, right? That's three feet tall. So I would say for one, if your crib is saying that that's the max height, I might be checking on the weight because what I, my my gut feeling is saying that that's like max height as in they could easily like fall out or climb out if they wanted to. We'd have to check into that. I would be also checking in on like the max weight here, but because your child is so young, like they're not even two and a half, I would be looking to either... Um, move to the four moms pack and play. Like if you just want to actually um, 
buy a pack and play that you could use even when you travel in the next year because the four moms pack and play is a little bit bigger um the height should be a little bit better but I, I don't want you just because he's reached the max height I'd want to be checking on the weight here um and if he's prone to like stand on the on the edge and maybe try to climb out then that's something differently entirely but if he's really good about laying down in his bed and sleeping then that's fine if he's got plenty of room all around him um I would be looking into the four moms pack and play or maybe even just search for a crib that is um, a little bit bigger, maybe has like different height recommendations. Um, you will seriously save your sanity if you look for just another option instead of saying, oh, well, he's tall for this one. Let's get him out because you're going to open up a can of worms. At Nikachu 2 asks, we transitioned at one and a half year old, but it is now two and a half and keeps moving to the floor. Is that a big deal? So I'm, I'm assuming the question is they transitioned yeah, to a bed at one and a half. Now it's two and a half. Now it's two and a half and keeps choosing yeah. to sleep on the floor. Yeah. Sounds yeah, like camping is in your future. <laughs> True. Okay. I actually had, shout out to Chelsea Brigerman if you're listening. Um, she was actually, we were going through the same thing with her little one who was sleeping 11 to 12 hours through the night, but she would come in and find her youngest laying on the floor. And she was like, is this a problem? Um, So it's the same question. And I've actually worked with several kids who they actually would prefer the floor, which sounds weird to me, but... Hey, um, everybody has a different preference. So I might then I think I think this your name was Nikki. Um, I might be Nikki looking into um, the, the mattress, maybe the mattress. If you have a memory foam mattress, maybe it's too soft for him. Maybe we need to get a firmer mattress. Um, the fact that he's getting up out of bed and laying on the floor um, would only be a problem if he's getting out of bed, playing in his room, coming to get you guys shouting, talking, playing and then collapsing on the floor out of exhaustion. If he literally is getting out of his bed, laying down on the floor with a pillow and a blankie or with nothing at all, just laying down because I had a kid do that one time too. Um, and sleeping a full 11, 12 hours, it's not a problem. I think one day he may decide, oh, my bed is a nice place to be. But this also goes to show you that for boys especially, it's not until age three that they understand rules and boundaries and the expectation is to be in your bed all night long. All right. Golden question coming from at Golden Girl. <laughs> had to do that. Sorry. My three-year-old said, now I can get in and out on my own. Help. What do you do when your kid recognizes, oh, I have the ability to get in and out of my bed? Yeah, so this is actually Julie Golden, who we work together. She's so sweet. So, Julie, here's what we do. All right, your three-year-old is now saying that she can get in and out, and I want you to say, yes, yes, you can. And then I want you to talk about the clock, which I think you're using the hatch. I would say, yes, you can get in and out of bed. So when the clock is red, you get in bed to go to sleep. When the clock is green, you get out of bed to start the day. Like I would affirm the fact that yes, yes, you can get in and out of bed. But let's remember our expectations here that you can get in bed when the clock is red. You get out of bed for the day when the clock is green. And that gets into a kind of how your family works um, and our family I don't know if our children are just like so well trained. They have no concept that they could like get out of their bed in the morning. They literally wait till we come in their room, which is fantastic. I love that right now. But I definitely tell families it depends on the way you want to do it. If you want to tell your child you can get out of bed when the clock is green or wait till I come in your room until the clock is green, whatever you want is totally fine. But I would just praise her for the fact that, yes, you can do that. And here's how you can do it. So just give the guidance on, yes, that's a possibility. And here's how you can do that. I also will say, because, Julie, I know we've talked about this um 
that I'll, I'll, oftentimes the child will say they're going to do something and then the middle of the nighttime comes and they're by themselves in their room and they're like, nope, never mind. I don't want to do that. They don't have the guts to follow through. Yeah, that's what you say about our oldest who we've taught like how to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. She like she just won't do it because she doesn't actually have to go. She's just using that as a way and then she just gets freaked out. So yeah. Thanks, Julie. Good question. At It's Claire Johnson asks, should she be potty trained first? So we don't have an age range here i guess the question is just should, yeah. should kid be should that be a criteria of moving to a toddler bed is yeah potty and training? claire i didn't know if you were talking about like is our like is is she potty trained as in like is our daughter potty trained um our our daughter yes is she'll be three next week um and oh you should she be potty trained first um, but yes anyways our daughter who will be three next week um is potty trained but i have worked with families who the child was not nighttime trained like still wearing pull-ups which is okay at this age um i would i would want you to actually be teaching especially if it's a three-year-old and up um who's in a big kid bed now um, we may need to teach how to go potty, which we had to do that with our oldest was, okay, when you get out of bed um, to go potty in the middle of the night, and again, they have a bathroom in their room, which is really nice. So that's a perk. But sometimes I've had clients who have to you know, help the kid go to the bathroom. Um, and I would teach, okay, you get out of bed, you tiptoe quietly like a little mouse into the bathroom, you get up on the stool, you go potty, wipe flush, go back, go to sleep. Um, so you may have to teach like that. But if they're wearing pull-ups and things like that, it's totally doable. So they don't have to be potty trained in order to sleep in a big kid bed if they are over three. But again, that's the whole theme is let's wait until they are over three years old. All right. At HAF5007 asks, how will you introduce it to her? Oh, yes. How will you introduce the bed to her? Well, first of all, I will say that um, Chad did a really good job of telling our youngest Hattie just a couple of days before. I wouldn't get into it and like, in two weeks, you're going to have a new bed. Yay. I mean, you may be talking about it, but you don't have to like have a countdown because they really have no clue of timing. So like a couple of days before, you started to tell her. Well, she saw it because the mattress actually came in a really, oh, yeah. it, it came rolled up, compressed in a box. And so you have to take it out, decompress it and let it grow to its size for about 24 to 48 hours. And so the good thing is there were changes that started to occur in their room. Yeah. Um, even though we didn't change their sleeping situation for a couple nights, they started to see a mattress was in there now. Things started getting moved around. And so they were already prepped and conditioned for something's about to happen. Yeah. And then we just constantly talk to her about, hey. How we, great it was. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. But then um, what we really did on, like last night when it was her first night in it, we really didn't make a huge deal about it. Like we just acted like. It's the new normal. Yeah, it's the new normal. All right, let's get in your bed. Isn't this awesome? All right, it's time to go night night. And oh my gosh, she was so cute. She just laid down and she kept saying, this is so exciting. This is yeah. so exciting. Now with, with our oldest. Uh, and this is our first time doing it, we actually had her help assemble the bed. Yeah. And, and she will remember it and talk to it about it this day, about screwing all the little rods in. Um, she, I gave her my screwdriver, and so she took ownership in the bed. And mm -hmm. we actually, Becca did a good job of letting her help make the bed um, all in the afternoon prior. Um, so all that they were looking forward to that night was, let's finish dinner, let's get, get into a bath, let's get our jammies on, and then let's get into our bed. new bed yeah and uh i haven't talked about this yet but i i made an accident and i ordered the wrong size bed so last night was our first night of hattie being in her big girl bed but the actual frame is coming next week and she's like such a little like mechanic she's gonna love to help you put that bed together so 
at Mrs. Montano one. How to keep them in when they refuse? Oh, good question. You know, I think this has everything to do with what time your child goes to bed. So for instance, I'm working with an almost three-year-old right now who's still in a crib and she has a nap in the middle of the day. That's an hour and a half at school and it's taking her 45 minutes to fall asleep at night and she's calling out for mom. She's calling out for dad. I guarantee you if she was in a big kid bed, she'd probably be getting out. And the reason is her bedtime wasn't right. We were putting her to bed too early because she was having a good nap. So when we had a call today, I said, hey, let's move her bedtime to 830 because she's getting such a long nap during the day. We need to adjust her bedtime. So my statement to you back would be, how old is your kid? And are they napping during the day? Because usually three-year-olds and up, they have no need to be napping. But yes, at preschools and daycares, they will, just like this client I'm working with. And we need to find the right bedtime. So I would actually encourage two things. I want you to go listen to podcast number 18, where I talk about when you know it's time to drop the nap. And I want you to go listen to podcast number 32, where I talk about the ideal toddler bedtime routine. Because if your child is refusing to stay into bed, if your child is refusing to stay in their bed, then we need to evaluate maybe their nap is too long. Maybe they need to get rid of their nap. And what's their bedtime routine like? Are they looking for you to help them get to sleep? Did they enjoy bedtime routine? Was it fear-based in the sense that you better get in your bed and be quiet or else? Or are you able to connect with your child and they've had their fill of you and so they're able to confidently get in their bed and fall asleep on their own? Okay. At Meg Cantera asks, what's the bed you mentioned buying and what is the link? Yes, I love this bed. It's by the Novogratz, which is a family of nine. They're like this beautiful family. I think they live in California, but they're like this crazy, cool family. They have a line of furniture. They sell it on Amazon and Walmart.com. I bought Ellie's on Amazon and I went back to go order it for Hattie and it was triple the price. You guys, it was like $100, something like that when I bought it for Ellie. And then I went to go buy it on Amazon. It was in the 300s. So I went to Walmart.com. And it was the regular price. So I ordered it on Walmart. I will link it in the show notes. And trust me, I know from experience, it takes two weeks to ship. Oh, yeah. It was when, two days on Amazon. Right, because when you order the wrong size, Becca, oh, thanks, you have yeah. to reorder one. <laughs> yep. And that means that you're two weeks I behind. Know, anyway, at uh, Lauren Brittany 114 asks, any benefits of slowly transitioning? Uh, for example, naps first. Good question. There is no benefit to that. In fact, I would never suggest to do a slow transition. Y'all know I'm all about implementing everything all at one time. In fact, it can really confuse your child if you say, okay, well, we'll do this today and that tomorrow and something different the next day. Like that's so confusing. No, we want to come all in and say, this is the new normal. This is what we're doing. And this is how we do it. Again, I'm going to point you to podcast number 32, that toddler bedtime routine, because I have some bedtime routine cards in there that you can use with your child to help them understand this is the bed this is what we do we're doing it let's go all right next question comes from janet should we wait it out until after new baby arrives and potty training to avoid too many transitions hey janet this is one of my former clients and i really need to ask how you pronounce your last name so hit me up with that. Let me know. And I hope you guys are doing well. Congratulations on baby coming. And that's a great question. So if you have several months out before baby comes, then yeah, go ahead and make the change. I would not make the change to a big bed if baby is coming in the next several weeks. That is a lot of change all at once. But if you've got plenty of time, I would go ahead and do, and, and do the change to the big kid bed. Um, and especially if she is still sleeping 
all night long wonderfully, then it's not going to be a big deal. Um, I would say let's go ahead and do you can do one you can do either one of those first you could do potty training and then the big kid bed or big kid bed and then potty training it's totally up to you um, of course the whole potty training thing is different than the big kid bed because potty training like we need to know that your kid is ready um, <laughs> take it from us you can never force your child to be potty trained we've had lots of um, experience in the fact that we were trying to rush our oldest and wasn't ready um, so you can't rush that if you know that she is showing signs that she's ready then great do it um, but the big kid bed if she is three years old you know just about to turn three or older then yes go ahead and get her to the big kid bed and then potty train if you have plenty of time before baby arrives Last question comes from at Seachell. How do you deal with leaving the room? Oh, yes. So this is quite the thing with our children right now because I've hinted on Instagram that our oldest actually needs a later bedtime. My youngest needs a little bit earlier. So we meet in the middle and do like a seven, sometimes seven, ten bedtime. When we leave the room, this is what we do. We say goodnight to each of them. We kind of do a little swap. So each of us says goodnight to each kid. We say our prayers. We sing a song. We switch. We say our prayers. We sing our song. And then we say goodnight. And then we leave. Um, I want you to do the exact same thing. Of course, this is if your child is fully confident and capable of sleeping independently. Kind of going back to what Chad was just saying about not making a huge deal about it. I've said this in a podcast like a year ago. The biggest thing that I want you to know and to not say is, okay, now don't get out of your bed because I almost guarantee you that kid never even thought about it until you just gave them permission. So don't be marching out of that room saying, okay, now don't get out of bed, stay in your bed because they probably didn't think about it until you gave them the idea. So I would want you to treat it as just as you do when you're in the crib situation. Say goodnight, say your songs, say your prayers, so do your do your goodnights and then leave the room. Of course, if your child is depending on you to fall asleep, then we need to be looking at some sleep coaching. And if your child is under three, still in a crib, this is the perfect time to do it. Toddler sleepy coaching is literally built for this. So we can build their confidence in sleep. And when you do make that transition to a big kid bed, it's going to be a whole lot smoother. So... These are really good questions. I'm so thankful that you guys asked these on Instagram. There were more, but they were kind of all overlapping. So I just chose the ones that were easy to read out loud and, and understand. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Absolutely. If you have any feedback for us, I would love to hear in the iTunes review. Just scroll on down, leave us a review. I would love to hit 100 reviews here in the next coming weeks. That would be so great. Go ahead and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Sweet dreams. See you next time.